Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Logos Uncovered. I'm your host, Doug Brown, joined as always by my tag team partner, Andrew Whitman. What's going on, buddy? Good, man. And Whitman of GetWarriorTough.com, of course. And uh, man, this is great. Uh, we are uh, we're just cooking right along. We keep moving through this whole walk with God thing, and and um, it's I was going to listen to the last episode again, and just amazed at some of the stuff that. We uncovered. I hope it's hitting home for some folks and, and helping out a little bit and maybe clearing up what may have been kind of muddied waters of the past. There's just so much we unpacked in that last episode. We kind of started off on discussing the differences between sin and um, the fruit of uh, the flesh, or right? Is yeah, that the manif- they call it the manifest works of the, works flesh. Of the flesh. But yeah. it is, it's the byproduct right. of you, you know. Yeah. Sowing to your flesh, living a with a carnal mindset, a flesh mind, natural mindset. Right. And then contrasting the difference in, 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 in what the fruit of the Spirit is, which is with things like, you know, loving kindness and, and ease and all that. Yeah. Joy. The, the good peace, list, basically. Gladness. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, that, and again, byproduct of a spiritual mindset. Right. We don't have to try and muscle that. But that's a mistake that a lot of us make is we're, yeah. like we would on a diet or a workout plan. We're just going to. Or if you're an employee go, of Disney. <laughs> well, you got a good reason to do it. At least you're getting paid. You're getting paid, but see, that's why you could you're you're going to muscle it for a certain amount yeah. of hours. But then, right. see, this is the fruit of the spirit is that you would have it all the time, and mm-hmm. not and not because someone's paying you, right? Right. Like it made me think too about. I know you've done a lot of corporate consulting, where you know the the big topic is like change management, right? We want right. we want to change our culture, we want to change our trajectory, we want to change our future, all that stuff. Well, in there's there's different types of change and and you know what they call the organic change which starts from the bottom and comes up and you know you can debate and there's the crisis change where you have to change like the covid made yeah. a bunch of people change and right. a bunch of businesses change because that's just i mean it's like all of a sudden it was thrust on us right but when you're talking about like changing the culture of an organization the most effective one over the course of time is always top down right it starts with the leader who's in charge and the culture they set permeates down throughout the organization and and what i'm getting at is like our mindset needs to be that change right. agent no as you're 100 percent right not muscling it is kind of the bottom-up approach um when you change your mindset as and you if you don't ever change the top like the ceo like let's just let's just talk about the u.s right now right yeah everyone's all upset because like trump was wearing a mask or not wearing a mask so then it wasn't an example to everybody else this happened with bill clinton when he got you know, that sexual favor, all of a sudden that sexual favor, everybody was, see, when the top happens, I know this mm-hmm. sounds like, what are you talking about? And you think about this. That's why they call the president, he has the bully pulpit, right? right? Or she does, right? So, so whatever that we always, this is what happens. It trickles down. It flows down. We look at whatever the leader is. So if you look at uh, like uh, a football team, the football team takes on the personality of the coach. Mm-hmm. Right, just mm-hmm. like this country took took on the personality of the president. Right, <laughs> it just does. Whoever's in there, we all—that's what we do. We're right. sheep. That's kind of where the bar is set. Right, and same thing. And every company takes on the personality, if you will, of the CEO mm. or the chairman of the whoever's running the show. Right, I, same thing with a, if you go to a class in school. Uh, my kids would be like, I have this class I really like and this class I don't because the class takes on the personality. If the teacher is laid back, then that class will be laid back. Right. If the teacher is upset and it's like, ah, then the whole class personality, the whole group will be like that. And this is what you're talking about. 
with our mind is our CEO, right? The mind, right? That's the thing that's the top of, that's the thing that sets us apart from every other animal and organism on the Mm -hmm. planet is we have this executive part of our brain that makes us like God. And if we don't renew that part of our mind, the executive decision-making part of our mind and let that running the boardroom, it, everything goes off of, you're just on autopilot. You just, you're along for the ride. If you don't put, if your mind is I'm relaxed and whatever happens, happens, and I don't, I'm just like a feather in the wind, then the rest of your body and your being will follow. If your mind is deliberate in that I believe what God says about me and I'll never shift trust off of that, then the rest of your being and your body will fall on board with that. Right. And when we had left off last time, the point you had made was that the uh, the mind will cast a deciding vote mm-hmm. if it is left to its natural state it's going to go towards evil, adversity, affliction, Correct. and then the the fruit of that will be those works of the flesh. And they may not appear right away, but given no, time, and it's a they crop. will so, show up. Right, and it's one of the one of the scriptures that says in Ecclesiastes is the reason that humans do evil, that we continue down that path of adversity and affliction. He said because the sentence of evil is slow mm. so, like this so it it's almost it's like deferred payment right it is like like, it, like put it on a no interest till right and, uh, let's just take like um you see this all the time in our culture but it's mm. adultery right okay and you'll see some some either guy or the female it doesn't matter someone's cheating on the spouse they when we find out we're all shocked oh my gosh you're cheating and if you track it back, they were cheating on the spouse for like a year and a half, two years, or five years, right? Mm-hmm. The sentence of that evil was when they finally got caught. Right. It took a long time. Right. You don't get, no one gets caught the first second when you're doing something wrong. You get away with it, which makes you think, I can do it again. Yeah. And then again and again. And that's why in the, in the military, we have a thing about, you know, bad tactics. You might get away with cutting a corner, taking a shortcut a thousand times. But on a thousand and one, it could cost you your life. Right. You might get away with it a thousand times, but on a thousand one or a thousand two, eventually that sentence, because you're cutting the corner, you're taking the shortcut, you're taking the evil road, road, right. if you will, is going to catch up with you. Right. And you never know when that's going to come. You so don't. Don't don't do it. <laughs> right. It's just easier yeah. not to even go down that path. Right. It, it, and when you cross a line, this is what a transgression is, right? So mm. let's talk. We talk about oh, yeah. sins, but we talk about transgressions. Transgression just means you crossed a boundary. You crossed over. So when I was in the Marine Corps, one of my jobs was forward observer. You would call in like artillery, naval gunfire, and airstrikes. When you're calling in a pilot, you have to give, they'll tell you, we're going to pop smoke, and then they'll say what their ingress is. That's the direction they're they're coming coming toward the target. Okay. And then they'll tell you when they're over the target, they'll say, I'm transgressing the target. And that's when they drop their bombs. When they cross over the target, then they give you the direction that they're egressing. Hmm. So you have an ingress, a transgress, and an egress. Okay. This is what happens with us. So you're on the evil list. It's on the ingress. And I mentioned, like, it's really easy, right? It's it's probably- It's downhill, it's, right? It's, you're so going to go. Exactly. It's a natural, right. easy Adversity, thing to do. Adversity, it's worry. There's no resistance to that. None, no resistance. So that's my- in, When you're on that track, you're ingressing over, you know, the target would actually be the work of the flesh. Right. Murder. Right. Right. Rape, drug abuse, sexual perversion, adult, right? So- when you start down the evil list with your thoughts and your imaginations, and then that builds up that stronghold, you're coming down this path. And then when you do the work of the flesh, you have transgressed. 
when you actually take action because and that and that is the work of the flesh sinning is when you settled for less you might have settled for less way back way back here and it before was just you, a, when you took, you took thought, action but you, right you did you're taking the thought you, and you you're playing with that imagination but you're choosing you're making that choice Correct. to entertain that and not right run and it that's off. where this this is what that's people think where, the sin is over here when right. you're transgressing the target no this is the sentence of evil right yeah so you'll transgress the target and, and you might get away with it again adultery so now you're transgressed the first time you do it it's hard but if you did it the second time, this is start to sear your conscience. Mm-hmm. And you're right? blazing a trail towards that Correct. thing. Correct. Right. Yeah. And that's what happened in the brain. This is then you're creating this autopilot towards doing this behavior now. Then as you're coming off the target, that's when you get, right, the sentence of, let's say you get ambushed, hmm. right? Because now then you get the results of what you've been doing of the evil list. And that's when the payment is made, the sentence of evil happens. Now you're like, oh, this is now you're sad and sorry, but only because you got caught. Mm. Right. Yeah, you weren't sorry all the other times. No. So, are you following? This? I am. I'm really glad we wrote this down. So, but on, and on the other side of that coin is you renew your mind. You're renovating, and the way we do that, the f- way you start is by choosing good thoughts. Like yes. the thought comes, identify it. All right, is good this or evil? Good or evil? Good. Keep it. Keep evil. Toss. And the byproduct of living. It's also a slow sentence it's, on that. It's right. A, it's not going to be happen right away. It's but. like planting seeds. This is what Jesus said about the word of you're sowing seeds of the sower, right? So yeah. you're planting a seed. How long does that take to grow? Well, it could take a while. And it, right. Like a watch pot never boils. You sitting outside waiting for the first sprout of the seed. It'd be a long time. You're like, yeah. that's not happening, right? This is what happens. So I keep planting good, keep planting good thoughts, keep planting good thoughts, feeding on good things. And then my imaginations begin, remember back in the other series, all the before Noah and the flood, Mm -hmm. uh, man's every imagination movie clip in their head was evil. Right. I think we're almost there right now. Oh, we've got to be. Where everyone's just constantly, it's it's just crisis and adversity and you're spun up emotionally. That's all the evil is. Right. So when you're... The first time you go down that path and then you finally have this manifest work so that that's now, that's a transgression. You transgress from the boundary of I'm not doing it. I'm just thinking and imagining, right, until I did it and then I took the physical action. Then you transgress the boundary. And that's when the sentence of evil will begin to show up. Okay. Right. So it could take the same thing with good, though. Right. It could, I'm egressing on good. I'm planting good. I'm thinking beauty and bounty and better and the best and happy welfare and cheerful and glad and lighthearted and willing. And I keep thinking, of it, and here I come. I'm, I'm coming in, and then I'm over target, and then I transgress the target, and then the fruit of the Spirit comes out. I get a joy. I have gladness. I have peace, patience, even temper, kindness, goodness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, and then I get the, the winning sentence for that. Right. That's when all the blessings show up. And then I'm eager and then I'm egressing off that target of the fruit of the spirit and I'm enjoying the benefits of it. it. And real quick, this may seem like a bit of a review, but we've talked about 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 evil. We talked a lot about good. What would be some examples? Of, I mean, we don't look very far to see examples of evil um, <laughs> social right. media feed. Right. Yeah. But, but good. What would be examples of, say, choosing the good list in a in a real life, real world scenario? Where, where you've got all these things coming at you, uh, what, how can we okay. never shift our trust from good? I'm going to, now, I don't have permission to do this. Um, I'm going to talk about my daughter. She's 16, um, and she won't be mad, though. She, from the time she was in seventh grade, decided she wanted to go to Duke University. 
biomedical engineering and play lacrosse. That's her good list. Mm. She starts to think about that. She starts doing the research. She hadn't even been there yet. As she does the research, she finds out it's everything that she wants. The campus is beautiful. It's close to home, but not too close. Mm -hmm. The weather is temperate. Mm -hmm. They're the number one in my major. I love their lacrosse program. I love everything about it, like the bookstore. I love how you create your own, you create your own major there. They mm. let you create your own curriculum, basically. Wow. And so, right, all these things. That's the good list. Now, as soon as that came out of her mouth, what do you think the guidance counselor told her? Well, you know, that's really hard to get into Duke. Oh. It's a private school. You're to have really good grades. You may want to consider uh, such and such down the road. Right, and why are you taking all these hard classes? Yeah. Well, I need to take all these hard classes because I want to go to Duke. But, you know, listen, there's plenty of good schools out there. Yeah, that, so this is the thing, right? So this is where you would sin, settle for less for her to say, yeah, you know, for her to go to a different university would be settling off her good list because now that's where the sin is. She settled for less because she didn't want to do the work or it was hard or there's fear. What if I get rejected? I don't, mm. And people say, I don't want you to get your hopes, hopes up. up wrong, right? Yeah. right? This is evil. All the, see how insidious it is? Yeah. But because she's stuck, so this is good. She's continuing. That's why she does the work. Mm -hmm. And every, part of the fruit of the Spirit is temperance. Temperance means I'm self-disciplined. Mm. Every day she's out doing her lacrosse. Every day she's doing physical training. Every day she's doing her academics, right, to keep her grade point average up. Every day she's studying for, you know, the SAT or the ACT. Every day she does a little, every, remember we talked about the five wax? Five wax. She does her tree. five wax on all these things every day, every day, every day, yeah. every day. And that's temper. That's the fruit of the spirit. Now she's transgressing the target. Now, does she at Duke yet? No, but once she does, right, once she crosses the target, she gets accepted into Duke. You know, they take her at the lacrosse team. She walks on or they recruit her, what, however that works out, that she's there. And then she gets to enjoy. That's that's the process of good. It's always an uphill fight. Everybody on the planet, other than her parents, have all been telling her, <laughs> you can't do it. It's hard. You shouldn't take that workload. It's almost impossible. Yeah, almost, but not, right? Impossible, right? So that's what this is what yeah. society does. And okay. that's why we're surrounded by evil. And that's how you choose good. And okay. choosing good, listen, it's hard in her peer group. It's hard when she's surrounded with her teachers. It's hard when the other parents talk about that. Now, what's happened is this has been going on since seventh grade. She's now a junior. What hasn't changed though, right? It is flipped. No, but now I'm about people, she hasn't, she changed. hasn't changed. She's still going to. She's still yeah. doing her work every day. We're not seeing any results yet. She didn't get recruited to Duke Lacrosse. She hasn't been accepted yet. She hasn't even taken the ACT yet. She's doing all the requirements. She's heading for. She's a freight train heading towards good. Mm -hmm. It's taking a long time. Seventh grade to eleven. That's and for a kid. That's a. That's, that's a like a turning. third of her life, yeah. man. Here comes the freight train. She's she's ingressing towards the target. Baka, 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 baka. Now she's getting closer. What's happening is she's never wavered. She didn't go to the left or the right since seventh grade. Not one time. Not, not you couldn't talk her out of it for nothing. She will not get off any other exit other than Duke. Mm. Now people are starting to believe in her. Right. Not only believe in her, they're starting to cheer for her. Right. Not only are they starting to cheer for her, parents are starting to say to their daughters, why can't you be more like Michaela <laughs> and be goal-oriented and target-oriented? Because um, they, they're not helping. They're like, right. you guys helped us. They're our parents. 
we helped her. See, that wasn't an accident. See, this is where people think that this is just an accident. I trained my kids in the way that they should go. You know what the way that they should go is? Good. The mm -hmm. good list. Like we've trained them to identify evil thoughts and throw them out from the time she was born. That's all she knows. Mm -hmm. We don't allow it in our house. Mm -hmm. I don't allow sickness to set up shop in here. We don't allow drama and gossip and none of that. We don't allow lack. People that, well, that's, and you and I were talking before the show. When I say these things, people are like, well, how could you do that? Think about this. We're going down the path and I'm on the ingress towards good. You're driving home from work. Your ingress is towards your target, which is your home. Right. What exit do you get off of? My exit. Your exit. Do you get off of three exits early? No. Six exits early? Nope. Uh, do Drive you go right three past? past? No. no. You can't even mine. think about it. Right. Which one? I mean, even when you're not even thinking about it, your car will automatically take the exit that gets you to your target home. Right. Or if you're going to grandma's house. So you're driving for Thanksgiving or Christmas and you're driving. Which exit do you get off of? Hers. Right. Well, what happens if there was like a detour and there was traffic and then there was, the highway was shut down and then they have to reroute traffic? What happens to you? At first, you kind of like freak out and, and you have to take a detour and you got to figure out how to get back on the way you're supposed to go without right. getting lost. Right. And then even if you have a GPS that's telling you exactly, you have to trust the GPS. Right. And... You know you're losing what on the way? You're losing time. And right. It, and, and it's and, getting yeah. you all out, which is right. off the evil list. Sure. This is why it's so easy for me to say we don't do sickness. We don't do, you know, pain. We don't do, you know, lack. We don't do the evil list because I'm not going to. It's impossible for me to get off on that exit because just like it's impossible for you. Those are all exits you're just choosing to drive right by and ignore and not. Because you I, know they're not leading to the destination. It's not going to where my target is, right? It's just oh, like I don't so get good. off the one that takes me. Yeah. That one doesn't take me where I'm right. going. Right. Why would I get off there? Yeah. Yeah. So I am so glad we summed that up because I think what we're going to cover today is the next, really the next step to help keep us on that track. There's, there are so many distractions, so many things get us up. I mean, every, every minute of every day is a chance to settle for less and, and pick evil over good. Um, pick Right. And can I say what this, that's what the word temptation is. Is that right? Temptation is just the opportunity or the chance or the pressure to take the shortcut. Take the shortcut, huh? Yeah. To take the easy way huh. out. So that's like why that. it says Jesus was tempted. He was pressured yeah. in all the same ways that we are. Remember, and remember, Satan pressured him, but said, if you just worship me, you don't have to go to the cross. I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. Remember that? Right. Sure. He could have taken that shortcut. He was pressured to do it. And I know Jesus didn't want to go to the cross. People are like, what? Remember when he was in the garden? He was like sweating blood and tears. He's Literally. crying tears. And he's yeah. like, Father, if there's any other way. But yeah. not my will, but yours. But this ain't the way I want to do it. Yeah. He knew what he was facing. He didn't want to do that, but he he made himself. He chose good. And that sounds like, well, that, he was choosing suffering. But it says, remember, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who looked at the joy set before him, despised right. the suffering. So this is the same thing. With Michaela, she's despising the suffering. You think she likes to get up early and go work out and do you know and practice all the time and stay up late and study and all this other? She's doing hard work. Right. Her time management schedule is off the charts. Other kids her age don't have. They're these having targets. fun. They're, out they're doing goofing. Whatever they right. Want. They're yeah. But she is. She doesn't pay attention to the current suffering because she sees the joy of getting to Duke set before her. Dare I say she's. Devoted to a single purpose. Devoted to a single purpose. Like it will not get off on yeah. another exit. You couldn't get her off. Yeah. 
right? So this is the same thing that was Jesus was doing there. Right. It's like, you think she wants to do that? No, Jesus didn't want to do that. But what they do is they look at their target. And this is what they this look is. beyond the pain and the discomfort of the moment, right. right? And we say it in corporate, we call it delayed gratification. Okay. Right? I'm not going to okay. take that. And this is what the sin, and then listen, there's pleasure, it says in the Bible, there's pleasure for sin, for settling for less. There's pleasure in it for a season. So for a realistic example, all of us can probably identify with, if you are, if you are, um, Renewing your mind in, in, in your eating habits and you're choosing healthy over pleasurable food, that chocolate cake in the fridge that, you know, mom or grandma brought over that, you know, is just delicious and it's your favorite kind. You open staring it right in the face. The delayed gratification would be to eat the carrots next to it because they're not going to taste as good. But the payment that that brings is much better versus the immediate pleasure of the chocolate Correct. cake. Yes. And the payment that that brings. Yes. So that's a perfect right. example of it. And that's and see, and that's how you have to break everything down in your mind. Yeah. Every decision yeah. that you make is yeah. all these choices. Right. And every choice gives you the opportunity to take the shortcut or settle for less. Right. Right. And take immediate gratification. Yeah. And we talked about the process of renewing our mind, you know, separating good from evil, making those choices. Also, we talked about... What are you meditating on? What are you feeding on? Getting into the word and, and whether it's at the beginning of your day, middle of the day, end of the day, throughout the day, is feeding your spirit truth and God's word and, and, and kind of meditating on those things. What we're about to get into now is if you've done that, if, you, if you've practiced separating your thoughts, if you've gotten, whether it's the Ephesians prayer or the heavenly nature prayer or, or the Lord's Psalm prayer, 23. Psalm 23, or even like the, uh, I've been rereading that Psalm 103, man, I love that. So good. Remember all of his benefits, yeah. man. Woo, yeah, benefits. Seriously, like what that. a great way to start your day. Just remind yourself of those things. But anyway, you're, you're doing that. That's part of your routine. And okay, what's the next kind of step look like? What is the, what is, what is the, what are some tools? What are some things we can do to keep us on this path so that when we, we know our destination, we're not distracted by irrelevant exits? Yeah, I mean, it's not even, I don't, and I don't understand why it's a distraction. Do you, every exit do you go by, you're like, oh, I wish I could get off here. Of course not. You, you're driving home yeah. or you're going to grandma's house. You don't, and not every exit is you're going to stop. And if you've ever been with anybody that does that, it drives you insane. Sure. It'll take you three days to do a four hour trip. <laughs> but what you have for us today um, is more groundbreaking stuff for, I think, I think a lot of people. And it's very practical, it's very useful. And, uh, again, I mean, I don't want to overstate it, but it's very powerful. So, um, where are we jumping off? What do you? All right, so I'm going to go to Second Peter, chapter one. Second Peter, chapter one, and I'm going to read in verse ten, but because I think we're going to start at ten, but I'm going to go back up to five because ten tells you the result of these things that you should be doing. Does that make sense? It does. So I want to get the bottom line at the top. Is that all right? Yeah, fair enough. Okay, okay, Paul, take it away. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> wherefore the rather, brethren or sister, any believer, wherefore the, ra- the rather believers, give diligence to make your calling and election sure, because if you did these things, if you do these things, you shall never fall. And it says in the Greek, you'll never fall, fail, or stumble. Now, so here's what I want to, I want to make sure that I'm doing these things, that way I'll never trip, I'll never fall, I'll never fail, and I'll never stumble. Wouldn't that be good? It would be very good. Very good. Not to fall, fail, or stumble. Right, or trip. Or trip. Or not. So yeah. all of those are all on the good list, right? If I, <laughs> right. I avoid those, I'm doing good. Right. So what are these things that I need to be doing 
these things that I should do um, in order to make that happen? Well, I'm glad you asked. If we jump up to verse 5, well, you know what? I'll start, start at the and, beginning. All right, fine. We'll never get to the verse 5 we will, stuff. We will. Not in this I episode. <laughs> so this is Peter. He says, Simon Peter, servant of an apostle, Jesus Christ, is verse 1, to them that have obtained pres- like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be up multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Now, if you remember from my old series, grace and peace was like, what's grace is privileges and advantages and mm-hmm. favor, and peace is exempt from the rage and the havoc of war, war which right. are all both good things. Mm-hmm. If you want those, it's multiplied through the what? Knowledge. Knowledge of God, of God and Jesus, and Jesus our, Lord. our Lord, which is our, you get into the word, you get knowledge of Jesus and God. Right. According as his divine power has given us, and that the word the divine power is really translated divi- his divine power is like the Godhead's power. Okay. In the Greek, the God. Remember, the Godhead is from remember the Elohim. Who's the Godhead? Our Triune God yeah. is the Father, the Son, mm-hmm. and the Holy Ghost. So you got them according to the power of the Godhead. How much power is that? Pretty much all of it. That's all of it, right? It's the entire power. Has given unto us only a few things that'll help us in life. Is that what it says? I don't think so. Uh, gave us uh, all all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him who's called us to glory and virtue or valor, it says in the Greek. So glory and valor, both really, if you think about that, I'm thinking about like Thor and the Avengers winning. Right. That's glory and valor. They have valor. They're going in there. They win the battle and they get glory. Right. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. That picture? He says, this is what you get, Right. Uh, all the power the Godhead is to, he's given you all things for life and godliness. So through the knowledge, how do you, how do we get this again? Through the knowledge. knowledge. So again, this takes, you have to come in here into your Bible and start knowing this stuff. This is why we're talking about the Ephesians prayer and Psalm 23 and Psalm 103 and the seven redemptive names of Jesus. Right. And, 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 because the more knowledge you get of him, the more glory and valor you get. Hmm. Verse 4, whereby are given unto us kind of lame, but they're okay promises. They're beautiful promises, but they're only okay. They're just kind of lame. What what version are you reading right, again? Exactly. This is, this is the translation of like almost every believer on the planet. Right? No, they were exceeding great and precious promises. You got, we act like these promises are pretty lame. They're exceeding great and precious and why? See, what's the point of these great and precious? This is how great they are. This is how precious of high value, which is also on the good list, mm. that by these promises you would be partakers of the divine nature. Now, let me untangle that because it literally says in the Greek that you would be partners, equal partners with the Godhead. Uh, whoa. Whoa. That's an exceeding great... Yes. And high value promise. Would you agree? I'm I'm thinking there's some people listening that probably heard this for the very first time. And it, it might be. Mouse just dropped. So But if you look at it on Esword, you'll see that partakers is partners and the divine nature is literally the Godhead. The nature of the Godhead. Mm. And it look in Acts one uh, in Acts seventeen, I'm sorry, Acts seventeen twenty nine. I'm gonna look at that real quick. You got your Esword, you can get yep. there pretty quick, right? I should. Acts seventeen and twenty nine. 
just so you see, it's not just one like, you know, lone verse out in the middle of Andrew's trying to take it out of context. That can't be what it really means. Well, let's go in 28, because you know this verse. If you've been in church any time, you've heard this verse. For in him we live and move and have our being. Doesn't that sound good? Mm -hmm. You've heard that before, right? Mm -hmm. As certain as one of your poets have said, for you are also his offspring. Now, look what Paul says. This is Peter over in Peter, but Acts, this is Paul preaching in Athens. For as much then as we are the offspring of who? God. The what? The offspring of God. Now, I want you to understand, that word offspring, it's the word genus, where we get the word genome from. What is genome? That's the uh, DNA. DNA and right. If you did your twenty-three and, and Me or whatever, right. So if we did our check our DNA, and God did His DNA, guess what? It's on the Maury Povich show. You're He's a yay. Yeah. God's our Father. All right. We have the same DNA. So think about that. When you believe on Jesus, he said, you become a new creature, you get new DNA, and your new DNA through these exceeding great and super high value promises are that you would be an equal partner with the Godhead. Now, people say equal partner. Andrew, that's strong language. Of course, I didn't make it up, but we could see another example of this in Romans. You got your Mm e-sword? Romans 8? Romans 8. And verse 16? All right. Well, let's go to 15. For you not have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Spirit of what? Adoption. Adoption. Okay, now, think about this for a second. I said this in my other podcast a couple weeks ago. People say that Joseph was Jesus' earthly father. Have you heard that? Oh, sure. Yeah, but no, he was the stepfather. Right. Because yeah. who, who is his earthly father is the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit sperm is what in you know impregnated Mary's egg. Right. I'm saying it very plain, so you can't mess it up. <laughs> I know it's graphic, but that's what happens. It says he overshadowed her in the you know King James. So Jesus' earthly father is the Holy Spirit, and this tells me that the Holy Spirit is adopting us in. When we believe on Jesus, He adopts us as His kids. Now read the next verse. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. That we're the what? See, we don't have a problem saying we're the children of God. But listen, my children, if you did a DNA test and you did a DNA, you're going to find out we have the same DNA. Right. And then when I said you're an equal partner, read the next verse, Doug, so it's not just Andrew's word. Sure. 17. Yeah. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs. Oh, stop right there. We're what kind of heirs? Heirs of God. And then what? Joint heirs. With who? Christ. Joint heirs. Co-equal heir, it says in the Greek. Joint heir. Co-equal heir with who? Christ. Oh, okay. So there you have it. That's it. Yep. And remember, two can't walk together unless they be agreed. If you don't realize what your position is with him, that you're a kid, you're Mm -hmm. one of the children, and Jesus is the firstborn. He's our big brother. He's the first among equals, right? The king of kings. We're the kings he's king of. Co-equal heir got the same DNA, we're his offspring, and we're partners or partakers of the divine nature, if you want, but we're partners with the Godhead, which makes sense because that's what, God can't do anything here on the planet without one of us, because it says with God, all things are possible. Not just God, all things are possible. It's with God. It's man plus God, everything is possible. Right. It didn't say by God. 
Right. <laughs> like, like, I think sometimes people they mix twist that, that. Up. Yeah. yeah. He's doing the work. No, no, no. It's our, it's on us. Correct. To do the work. So, and then it says back in Second Peter, chapter one, we're still in verse four, having these, you know, exceeding great and precious high value promises that by these you'd be equal partners with the Godhead, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now, when I say lust, what did you think of? Uh, chocolate cake and strippers. Yeah, that, yeah, that. <laughs> right, that's what people think of. It's <laughs> right. like, oh, chocolate cake and strippers, Vegas, it's lust. The word lust, all lust means is, okay, so conscience, and I know we're getting deep, but your conscience okay. is the voice of your spirit. Remember when I said put that, that's that voice that says put on sunscreen? Right. You know, drink water right now. That's the voice of your spirit. That's your conscience. The voice of your flesh, like that chocolate cake looks good. I don't care what the carrots are saying. That is the voice that's called lust. That's the voice of the flesh. That's all it is. The voice, lust is the voice of the flesh. Right. And okay. conscience is the voice of the spirit. Man. Okay. So don't get all hoped out about the word lust. <laughs> right. Like voice of the flesh. Yeah. That's okay. this is your right. And I, or doing what you feel like doing. That's probably a better way to put it that we could probably identify with that. That's what lust is. I do what I feel like doing. I don't feel like getting up and cutting the grass I say, today. I, I'd probably, it probably is the easier thing to do of the two, right? <laughs> like, right. That <laughs> it is. Like, yeah. You should not feel like going out and running five miles or, you right. know, and that's your, your body doesn't feel like Right, or I want to sleep in today. Or, yeah. and, and a lot of people, we think that's the whole reason of becoming an adult, because I can go to sleep when I want. I can eat my dessert first. I can do whatever I want. And you can. Right. But, but that, again, that you're sowing to your flesh. Right. Does that put you in a position of advantage or disadvantage? Disadvantage is helping me or hurting me. So right. it says you can escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. If you notice that corruption, now how, when Adam and Eve, right, when they ate the fruit salad, it was the voice of the flesh, right? Satan was saying it looks, remember Eve saw that it looked good mm. and it was good for food. Mm -hmm. It was the voice of her flesh talking. Mm -hmm. Remember, and then the curse went into where? The ground. The ground. Is, so, and and yeah. that's all corruption is. If you think about this for a minute, if you get a brand new car and it comes off the line, let's say I got you that, we're always talking about Ferrari, but let's talk about like um, Corvette, a mm. brand new 2020 Corvette with that mid-engine, right? It comes mm. off the line, wherever they're making them in Detroit, Windsor, Canada, whatever it is, comes off the line. What happens the second it comes off the line is it begins to what? Devalue. Why? Because it starts to decay. Decay and, and yeah. Rust. Right. Break down. Now it'll last for because it's durable. It'll last for a while, but it ain't gonna last forever. Right. And in order to, and if you want it to last a long time, what do you have to do to it? Got to do a lot of work. Right, a lot of maintenance. So everything that comes out of the ground begins to corrupt immediately. That's why our bodies get old and age and die. Anything man-made gets old and it begins to corrupt. Mm -hmm. It begins to rust. It begins to perish, if you will. He said you can escape that from these great presence because now if you're uh, an equal partner with Jesus, a co-equal heir. You're a partaker of the divine nature. You have the DNA of God on the inside of you. He says you can escape that corruption. Hmm. Now, that'll blow your mind, that but is. that means you don't have to get sick. You don't have to get old and crickety and crackety. Moses was 120, and it says that his ears weren't you know, dim and his eyes weren't dim. His ears weren't like hard of hearing and he had great strength. Remember Caleb at 85, I could go take that mountain with giants. These guys aren't getting old and crackety. Yeah, right. Yeah. Abraham was 175 and he's still spitting kids out. He had six kids like what he was like. In, he was like the Strom Thurmond of like the old covenant. 
That was pre Viagra days, man. That's right. Are you, are you following this? I'm so you don't you. have to. You don't have to get old and decrepit mm-hmm. and degenerate, and you don't have to get sick. Now, you can go down that path, which is the works. If you listen to the voice of your flesh, lust, mm-hmm. do what you feel like doing, then that's the path. Remember, good and evil. You're going to go down the evil path if you don't do these things that we're about to talk about. You will transgress the target of sickness and disease and old and decrepit, and then you'll egress off that target. You'll go to heaven. You just won't have a good time while you're here. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're not going to yeah. heaven. No, right. You'll go to heaven, right. but it won't be. You won't have fun here. But it's fair to say you won't get the most out of your potential here on earth. Not at all. You won't enjoy any of it. Mm-hmm. I know people that love God, and their whole life was misery and suffering and pain and lack. Their whole life, mm-hmm. from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. I'm related to them. They didn't do any of these things. They didn't teach me to do any of these things. We didn't, I didn't even know this existed like in the Bible until a couple of years ago. You ever heard in church that you're an equal partner with Jesus? Nah, a God, co-equal heir, a joint heir? Nope. Got the same DNA as on the inside of you? That you don't have to like break down? Your body doesn't have to, you know, be, you know. It, it gives a whole new depth and meaning to the the good news. Right? <laughs> like not that, so the good news good. is not that you get to go to heaven. It's no. that you get to have heavenly heaven on life earth. literally here on earth. Right. And I will just say this. When Paul and Peter and John and all the disciples and the apostles, they weren't preaching about going to heaven. Right. They were talking about having heaven come to earth, right. that you had a good life here. No matter what the circumstances were, that you would walk in victory here. And if you read the end of the book, we're not spending any time in heaven at all. Like literally, mm. it's going to be like 10 minutes. <laughs> and then you're coming right back here. In fact, God is moving New Jerusalem to earth from heaven. Mm. He, he's trying to get out of heaven. You're trying to get to heaven. He's moving out. There won't be anything there. So get on board with the program and start having a great life now and then just have it ca- continue on throughout eternity. Right. Now, that sounds great, but it's not going to just fall on you because we know a million good people, Christians that love God, that their lives are dumpster fires. Can I say that? Sure. Isn't that what it is? It is. It's sad. It's very sad. It makes me angry, actually. Yeah. But you have to do stuff. Now, you cannot earn, right, being born again. You can't earn that DNA. You can't earn that. That's the gift of God. But. You have to do work after you get the gift. You can't just be like, well, I'm good. I got eternal life. Would it be fair to say that that gift of eternal life, a gift of being born again, is like the same as if a farmer were to be given seeds? What does the farmer do with those seeds? Yeah, I like to think of it like the Ferrari, though. It'd be like, I gave you a Ferrari, and now you have it. Now, what are you going to do with it? If you just let it sit in the garage... You don't enjoy it. You don't drive it. It doesn't get you anywhere, right? Yeah. See what I'm saying? Like yeah, you got the yeah. gift of eternal life, but you have to do something with it once you have it. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Because you get this Ferrari. Is clearly it's an exceeding great and precious promise. It doesn't have to grow into anything. These promises are what they are. You got the finest machine on the planet. You mm. know that's in this package. There's nothing. There's no greater package. It's already done. It doesn't grow into anything. You grow into it. You grow into it, but it's it is what it is. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. That's good. Yeah. I appreciate that. Okay. 
that's why it's an exceeding great. And see, a lot of times this is what we do. We think, well, I'll grow into someday in the sweet by and by. Oh, I'll get there someday. And all you're doing is pushing it off. You're deferring hope, right? You're deferring hope. And you're really, what you're doing, trying is lying. And you're mm-hmm. just saying, I'll do it later. That's a lie. You're not going to do it later. You're just trying to give yourself wiggle room or an excuse of why you don't have it. Because mm. it's hard for us to just look at it and go, yeah, I got the Ferrari in the garage and I'm not driving it. Yeah. I'd rather say, well, it's a one tire and I'll keep building the model. And, you know, like Noah's Ark, it'll take me 120 years to build it and then I'll be able to drive it. No, it's already done. Jesus did it all. It's all right there. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now here's verse five. Now we finally got, we're getting all this stuff. You're getting this, this great, you know, you'll never fail, fall, stumble, or trip. And you get all this DNA. You get all, you don't have to be corrupt. You don't have to like decay. You don't have to rust. Right. <laughs> you get to be an equal partner with the Godhead. All, and how? And beside this, you have all that. And beside this, you got a giving all diligence, verse five. Add to your faith virtue and virtue knowledge and knowledge temperance and temperance patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness and brotherly kindness, charity. And if these things be in you and abound, they make it so that you'll never be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacks these things is blind and can see not afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, believers, be diligent to make sure you're calling an election or make your calling an election sure. So, because if you do these nine things, you'll never fail, fall, stumble, or trip. That's where we started. You see how it came back and around? Yeah. There's nine things in here that you got to keep doing and doing. And Peter, if you look, you read down to Peter, he says, Listen, I know that you already know these things, but I'm going to put you in remembrance of them. Verse 12. For I will not be negligent to always put you in remembrance of these nine things. Though you know them and you're established in the present truth, I think it's it's meat. It's right as long as I'm in this tabernacle, this body, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. <laughs> so if you went to Peter's church, he's going to do a series on the nine things. Mm-hmm. Diligence, faith. Virtue, which is valor, knowledge, temperance, self-discipline, patience, the quality that refuses to give up, godliness, being just like God, brotherly kindness, Philadelphia, and charity, agape. So you go to Peter's church on Sunday, and he preaches on the nine things. Then he does next week. He start, He's uh, still in this series, and he does. He teaches on the nine things because yeah, I'm going to put you in remembrance. As long as I'm in this body, this tabernacle, as long as I have my body, I'm going to put you in remembrance, even though you know know him. And that, and then next Sunday, nine things. And we finally finished, like after nine weeks, we finished the series. And the next week we come back to church and I want to hear something good like Easter or Christmas. And then Peter starts preaching on the nine things. And then another two years goes by and you're just sick of hearing the nine things. And Peter's like, hey, listen, I know you know this stuff, but I'm going to put you in remembrance. And as long as I'm around in this body, I'm going to remind you of the nine things. And that's all Peter ever does is keep preaching about these nine things. Well, why would he say that? Because it's really super important. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just if you looked at these these nine things and you took it out of the Bible, I mean, these look like some of them could be like uh, corporate values, right? Or right. Chair, like a like a nonprofit value. I mean, no, even th- corporate values. Right. I mean, in but, fact, but I, I'll just tell you. I mean, I teach these in corporate. <laughs> yeah. It, if you just did like the natural stuff and of, of these things, if you quote unquote muscled it. Like, this would be good things to muscle. 
Yeah, you do the, and you're not even at the muscle. You just, just do these just things, being, and then you get you get good. Right. This keeps you on the good list. So I would if say you this know is how like, to do it. This is it. Yeah, this is like how to stay on the path. It is the path. This is right. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. So the yeah. first thing is diligence. <laughs> we right now we just lost a bunch of people. Yeah, it's all right. Because we're you know what diligence is. It means attentive and persistent in doing a thing. Steadily applied, active and unremitting, untiring, constancy of effort, speed and earnestness, and you're meticulous. Attention to detail. Hmm. The opposite is lazy, careless, lethargic, indifferent, or apathetic. If you just let stuff go, you let stuff slide. Now, this almost sounds like you got to be OCD a little bit. But if something has a place, then you're going to be meticulous and attention to detail. You're going to quickly, steadily apply, put it back in its place. Mm. Doesn't get more practical than this. Well, the way when you're reading these, um, what I'm thinking about is um, the battlefield being our mind. And I'm thinking about, you know, not so much like, am I diligent and physically putting things in my house in order? But I'm thinking about this with how I'm approaching my thoughts and beliefs and you are, you're going to put your mental house in order, yes. but I will tell you this, if you don't put your physical house in order, you can't, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is what? Weak. Weak. The flesh is the weakest part of your being. Doing things physically is the easiest thing for you to dominate. If you can't dominate your flesh, there's no way you can dominate the thoughts in your mind. Man, that's wow. I'm glad you brought that up. So let's, Let's talk about that just for a second before we continue. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, get the rest of these. The rest of yeah. These. So, I know I'm gonna mess this, this saying up, but you, I've heard you saying it before that it's it's easier, it's hard to think your way into good acting, but it's easy to act your way into good thinking. Correct. Is that kind of what you're going no, that's at it. here? Yeah, well, okay, it's, it's right. totally true. So but I got that. I didn't jumble that up to you. No. So it's, <laughs> okay. it's, So you know, I'll say it like this. I'm going to keep thinking about I'm, I need to lose weight. And while I'm sitting on the couch, I'm thinking about I'm going to start my diet. Oh, I'll wait till after the holidays. Well, I'll wait till after Monday. Yeah, and I keep thinking about it, and I have the greatest intention of the world, but you ne when do you start? Never. Right, you don't, right? It's just You just get up and be like, I'm putting the chocolate cake in the trash can, and I'm going for a walk. That's the start. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That when you start doing, then your mind goes, oh, and then you get down to the walk, how do you feel? You feel good. Yeah, you're like, and you know what? I threw out the chocolate cake. I can do this. I did the walk. I did it, and I feel better. I feel amazing. Right. So now I've acted my way into thinking good. The rest of the time I was sitting there trying to think of good stuff, but I'm not getting off the couch, and it just is a disaster. So what you're saying is don't overthink this stuff. Just do it. <laughs> just start, right. start and, taking and, right, action. Start taking action, right, and then cool. you have to be diligent in doing that same action. So the next one on the list is faith. Hang on. I don't want to oh, run you don't past wanna, diligence. You don't want to? Because people are like, diligence, what all do I have to be diligent in? Let me ask you, Doug, do you think you could be, how many things do you think you could be diligent in and stay diligent? Honestly, really only a few. Right. You cannot be diligent yeah. in every area of your life, can yeah. you? I mean, that's a nice thought, but when you this really is, apply yourself. Right. See, this is where we got to get down to it because yeah. people will be like, well, I can't, um, so they don't do it at all. It, right. No, you, you can be diligent in... Probably three things. I would say, yeah, you can control how you manage your, your sleep and nutrition. I guess those are two things. 
Yeah. I mean, right. well, just so think about right. it. So you're going to manage your nutrition. Like I'm going to be diligent in my nutrition. You're yeah. going to eat every, you could do that. I would say like maybe wellness overall. That yeah, wellness. Fill right. in the fitness and, and All nutrition. That. Yeah, you can be right. diligent in that. Right. Um, you know, I think, I think you can be diligent or I can, I know I can be diligent in, in my routines like my my like my my daily like spiritual workout, like if I'm diligent okay. in that that's going to produce good in my life, and I can be diligent in um my relationships and and, and managing relationships. You mean with like with your kids and, and your wife yeah. and right yeah. and your okay. I mean, you can be diligent in your work, but it's a matter of priorities, right? Like you got to put these things in. Okay, a so now I don't, I don't even want to talk about priorities because priorities do what they assign value to one over another. And then what else? They also change. True. Your priorities change. They shift depending on circumstances. Is that not true? Yeah. So I don't want to be diligent in priorities. What I want to be diligent in is my commitments. And mm. we've talked about the difference between being involved in something and being committed in something. Right. Haven't we in before? Right? right. The chicken and the egg. I mean, chicken and the pig. Breakfast plate. Yeah. Chicken is involved. Giving the egg. The pig is committed. Can only be committed and diligent. So that's what this really, this is what diligence is. You got to be committed 100% all in. Meticulous, mm. unremitting. That means you can't ever get your foot off the gas. Speed and earnestness. It takes. This is the, right. I'm all in, a hundred percent, all in on this. How many of those things, those commitments, do you have? So that's what we have to do. Is the mm. first thing is triage our commitments. Okay. And I don't think that you, the human, you might be able to do five. But I've really, this is just personal experience. I don't have any data to back this up. But with my clients and my customers, if you will, corporate customers and then coaching clients, three is about all three. they can handle. Okay. Because think about it. Think about your commitment and then are you unremitting? Are you untiring? Are you attention down to the last detail? Speed and earnestness. Never get your foot off the gas. You're 100% consistent all the time. That's what diligent is. We never get our foot off the gas. Mm. What are those three things? Now, you don't have to do everything. You can't do everything. You weren't created to do everything. You're created, really, to be one. That's what holiness is, is devoted to a single purpose. When you're devoted to that single purpose, you should be diligent in that purpose. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So really, it could really be down to one, mm. right? Per, whatever your purpose is. But most people don't even know what their purpose is. So think of your three commitments to start because this is a journey. We're walking with the Lord. Remember, mm-hmm. we're not, we're we're not, not sprinting. Right. Right. So start with what are the three things that you could be committed to, to being diligent day in and day out? If it is the housework, great. If it, you know, pick up the three things. Now, part of my my commitment, I'll just tell you mine. Is that all right? Sure. My my first and overall commitment is to the covenant. Right. I'm willing and obedient over everything. Jesus said, if you're not willing to leave your wife and your husband or your kids or your mother and your father and your house, you're not even worthy to be my disciple. So that's my first thing that I'm 100% diligent at. And everything else takes a backseat to that. All right. Okay. Then the next thing. <laughs> you think I want to say family, don't you? Wouldn't you think that would Probably. be the right thing? It's yeah. not. My next commitment is to myself. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? You selfish pig. 
Think about this. When you're on the airplane and they're doing the safety brief, here's the seatbelts, blah, blah, blah. And then they get to the oxygen mask. And if the mask falls, whose mask do you put on first? Yours or the family member? They always say put yours on before you help Why? anybody else. Why? Because if you can't breathe, you're no use to anyone else. You can't help that. Now you're part of the problem. You're not part of the solution. Right. If you yourself are not taken care of, if you're not committed to taking care of yourself, you cannot help anybody else because you can't give anybody anything you don't have. If if I'm passed out because I put on the kid's oxygen, by the time I got to the second kid, I pass out. Then now what? Now the rest of them go. Right. Congratulations. Along with you. Right. Are you following this? Yeah, man. Part of that commitment to me is my wellness. Okay. Because if I don't dominate my flesh, I know I can't dominate my mind, and I have no shot at dominating my emotions. Mm. So the first thing I do is put my flesh under. And that means that I work out every day that I say we're working out. I stick to the sleep schedule. I eat healthful foods. Not saying I don't reward myself. I do have treat days. I don't have cheat days Mm. because cheating is... That's different than, tre- I mean, I schedule treats, right? We're going to do this. We're going to, and this is a treat. All right. Th- today's a day off. We're going to actually take a day off. That's all part of the commitment to me, mm-hmm. which then also, then the next thing is then my family, mm-hmm. but I can't be good, a good husband or a good father. If I'm not a good Andrew. Wow. This is walking yeah. with the Lord. Yeah. And it sounds like so anti-religious. It's crazy because <laughs> a religious person would never say I'm putting myself, you know, before my family. And that's why your life is a dumpster fire because mm. you got to take care of you first. Once you get your good, and e- listen, once I learned how to keep the good and evil lists separate and I go down the track of good, now I can teach my kids how to do it. And listen, this is how kids learn. They just do what you do. They don't do that's what right. you say. That's right. It's monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. It it helped. I mean, personally, I'm just saying, like, yeah. yeah, helping to organize those things into that, you know, kind of one, two, and three. And uh, yeah, if you don't don't have those three things set, not can't really do much else. Right, and I could be, you know, diligent to work all I want. Big deal. Yeah. yeah. The other things are like on fire. Right. Right. And and we've both been around people where right. they that's their number one thing, and you do look and you see. Their, their health is horrible. Their relationships are in, right. are in the dumpster and they Listen, have no covenant. And it's not know, necessarily easy. There is time. I, I have, you know, my, my career story. Mm. You could look at almost like every six years I'm snipping. I'm like pruning it. Mm-hmm. I stopped my career right before it go because at the point where it takes over, I'll say it this way. I could have been way more successful in business and career at the expense of my kids. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And every turn, every turn that I, that one came down and then I'm, I'm more committed to my kids that the, the work, I can always get another job. The career is not as important as training my kids mm-hmm. in, in this, the good and evil list. If you right. will. We There's only a, get one shot. One shot. That. I have and a really tight a window. Years, yeah. Right. Yeah. So now I'm starting to reap the benefits and the rewards of that. I'm still young, man. I'm 53. Yeah. I see dudes that are like 35 and bazillionaires. I could have been. Right. No question. Right. But you look at. But they're, but it would have been at the expense of my children. Yeah. Now I've set them up to be at 35 millionaires. Right. Billionaires. All the success, whatever they want. Right. 
but you've spent time sewing into them, right? So, and preparing right, because them and grooming I, them because you were because there. I kept my commitments, right, in order, right. Making money was not the commitment. I had to have enough coming in, right, to finance their training, right, which was done by me and my wife, right. We didn't outsource it. <laughs> you can't outsource it, right. If they're your kids, they're going to do what you do. Mm. Are you following this? I'm with you 100%. Right. And I've seen it. I've yeah, seen I mean, it first. I'm time. not telling you anything so, you don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, but it is interesting. I don't want to jump ahead, but let's get just a quick little preview yeah. of some of the other ones because I know we're going to spend more time on this. This yeah. is probably the next few so weeks. So faith is absolute confidence and it should be in God. Now, I'll tell you this. Most people, they do believe God can do it, but what they here's where you're, here's where you're lacking faith is that you don't believe what God said about you right. that you could do it. Right. Because if you're an equal partner with the Godhead, you know God's awesome. Yeah. But He said you're, you know, have my DNA and you're a co-equal heir with Jesus. And as Jesus is, so are you in this world. That's where you start shifting trust. <laughs> right. It's not that I don't believe God. I just don't believe I can pull yeah. off what He says I could. Yeah. Right. So that we have to spend a little time on that. Right. Then virtue, which is valor. Valor is, you know, I'm, I'm. It's not operating without fear. It's overriding your fear to go do the right thing. Mm. That's what valor is. Oh, I'm listen. I've been under fire many times. I, li- like trust literally, me. yeah, literally in firefights. It's not like oh, you're not scared. No, of course I'm scared. Yeah, it's insane. You have to override the fear though to go do what you have to do. That's what valor is. Okay. It's not that you're. It's it's courage is that you override your. You operate even though you have that fear. You put it on the back burner and you keep going. Yeah. Then the next one is knowledge. knowledge which is the Greek word gnosis, which is science. You got to understand how things work. And interesting, that that definition of that is that you would learn knowledge through observation, investigation, or experience. You actually have to do work. Mm-hmm. Not just like reading a book. Yeah, because well, think about it. You can have book knowledge, but sure. then when you when it hits practical time, what have you trained? What have you seen? What have you done? Right. It, this, yeah. In the first time that you get something book knowledge, then you go out and do it. You're like, man, yeah. And then um, at least you have a background to know what to do. But you, you're, there's a learning curve of practical application. Right. Is that right? What's, what's known versus what's been practiced. Yes. Sure. So that's what we're going to Then bring us to the next one, which is temperance, which is self-discipline, which is you practicing that. Mm-hmm. Self-discipline. That's, people, that's like a, a cuss word in Christianity, man. <laughs> Then the next one is patience, which is literally the quality that refuses to give up. So I'm thinking more like perseverance. It's endurance. yeah, perseverance, fortitude, cowboy yeah. up. Not just like never waiting quit. around. You never quit. Yeah, it ain't yeah. waiting for the cocoa to get hot or, or right. cool or whatever. Yeah. And then godliness, you could spend uh an eternity on this, being just like God your father. Mm. Now, you could take this in a million different directions. Sure. But how is the first way that we found out, what's the first thing that we saw about God and his character was that he created mm. stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's how we first introduced this in the beginning was, the, you know, right from our last season. You as his offspring should also be creating things. We should be turning ideas into actions. Right. And, and create right. something. Even if it's just a hobby in the woodshed. Yeah. Go create something. If it's poetry, if it's blogs. I mean, I have... Uh, brothers and sisters, they write music. That's creative. Right. I can't write music. I don't, you know, you don't even want me singing nothing, right? That's not mine. I create a lot of content, like yeah. you know, like blogs and books. I have books. I write books. I create, you know, I, I take ideas and turn them into content. Sure. Uh, other, like, you know, uh, whatever your thing is, like it could be gardening. I don't, it doesn't matter, but you have to, to act like you have, you can't sit on the couch and just, 
binge watch just and consume. do nothing. Right. Yeah. You're not a cons- Cod's not a consumer. Yeah. He's a creator. Right. So you have to go find something to create. Mm. This changes everything in your mind. Because now I'm I'm doing something like him. I'm not on the evil list. Think about this. When was the last time someone did their hobby that they were worried? <laughs> I mean, what do therapists assign people to do that are like PTSD and they tell them like get pottery or do right, something right? Right. Yeah. Put your mind to work. Get your body and your mind mm-hmm. working to get right. Mm-hmm. So do a I mean you if you want to run marathons, run marathons. If you want to be an ultra marathon or an iron man, what if you gotta find something to create? To act like God, not just sit on the couch yeah. and, and being on Facebook crying about stuff and complaining and moaning is not creating anything. Right. Next is brotherly kindness, where we actually have fraternal love, where I'm kind, I'm affectionate. It says in Proverbs that if it's in your hand to do good to your neighbor, do it. If it's do them, if, if they need... Then and you have the ability to do it, do right. it. Stop being mean and rotten and stuff. I'm not telling you use all your resources. Right. That's not what it said. Except if it's in your hand to do. If you have the ability to do it, then do it. Mm-hmm. Stop yelling at each other about, you know, stuff on Facebook. <laughs> and then the last one is agape, which is the God kind of love. If you continue to do these nine things over and over and over, you just keep doing them. Like Peter said, as long as I'm in the body, I'm going to put you in remembrance. Put yourself in there. As long as you're alive, put yourself in remembrance of these nine things. Just keep spinning the wheel, spinning the wheel, spinning the wheel. Reason you're doing these things, you don't have time for the thoughts of adversity and the thoughts of affliction. And you don't have time for a thought of adultery or you know watching the porn or any of that mm-hmm. stuff or the Oreo cookie or the chocolate cake. Because now I've put my mind in a completely different direction. Now I'm Now I'm renewing my mind. Does that make sense? It does. You know, the more you talked about these things, initially my my intuition was well, this is this is how to stay on the path, but you made a point this is the path. Yeah. And I see why. <laughs> so you're right. literally doing these things is walking down a path towards good. Right. With God. Yeah, absolutely. Good this in the, all areas of life. Every area. This Here is the walk. now, not walking to heaven. Right. Walk. This is the walk. This is the walk. Diligence. Faith. Valor, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, agape. Right? That's the walk. Mm-hmm. Step by step by step by step by step. Very Mic cool. drop. Yep. Man. Well, that's going to do it for today. I hope you all enjoyed the uh, new shift, I guess, and, and uh, I think you'll know where, where we're heading. It, uh, for those who want to do a little more homework, it's uh, Second Peter and you started in chapter one, verse five, right? Well, well that's what the nine things I started. One, yeah. you made me go back to the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, check that out. Um, if you have questions for us, of course, we're available at logosuncovered at gmail.com. Um, y- again, and look at the study guides, the free study guides in the description where this podcast is, and, and you can get the link to uh, us for the study guides and for additional uh, series Andrew's done in the past. For more on Andrew, check out getwarriortough.com. And until next time, for Andrew Whitman, I'm Doug Brown saying we will see you later. Have a good one. 